Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 125. Let's get smarter. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, his theme song in high school was I Wish by Skilo, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am just, I'm actually pretty out of it right now. My entire family is out of it. We're recovering from jet lag right now. I'm feeling good like at this very moment while I record, but for the last few days, we've just been really, really out of whack. My kids are waking up at like three in the morning, and we're just trying to get back into our regular schedule because we had just gotten back from a 10-day trip to Australia, but it was totally worth it because it was an amazing trip. Seriously, one of the best trips I've ever taken in my entire life. The first half was sort of a family vacation. We did a lot of family type things. And the second half dropped the rest of my family off to some family that we over that we have over in Brisbane. And uh, I spent the second half of the trip doing business stuff at the conference. And it was amazing. Thank you to everybody out there who was an, an attendee at the event and also to the team behind the ProBlogger event and especially Darren Rouse from ProBlogger.net for inviting me to speak. It's just simply amazing and just the response from the keynote was awesome and the kids had such an awesome experience i know kai my one-year-old is probably going to forget everything but my son he's four now he was asking questions we got to pet and feed kangaroos and take pictures with koalas and do all this cool stuff we visited a really cool place called lady lady elliot island and i met the owner of the island an entrepreneur and just eco maniac who's who's doing amazing things over there who uh, i i've just fully admire now. A lot of cool things. I'll be talking more in detail about that on the blog soon. But in terms of staying on top of our game, which I'm trying to get back into right now, that's what today's episode is about. We're interviewing Sean Stevenson from the Model Health Show on iTunes, a number one nutrition and fitness-based podcast. You know, I don't really listen to that many podcasts. You might think that, you know, as a podcaster, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't because... The more podcasts I listen to, and trust me, I want to listen to all of them. There are so many great shows out there, a lot of great content being pumped out into the airwaves. Uh, 
but the more I listen, the less I'll be able to actually get done. And I have to be wise with how I spend my time. So I'm very selective with the shows that I listen to. Sean's show is one of the three shows that I listen to right now. It's the Model Health Show, and it's all about health and fitness, but there's a lot of awesome tips that he shares to help me improve as an entrepreneur, and as a father, as a husband, and physically and mentally, and those are the types of things we're gonna be talking about today. How do you take your game to the next level? How do you how do you stay at the top of your performance level when you're an entrepreneur and things like that? So a lot of amazing things. You know, Sean, he's the founder of what's called the Advanced Integrative Health Alliance, which is a very successful company that provides wellness services for individuals and organizations. He is sort of like the last resort for a lot of people. You know, they go to doctors, they go to, uh, you know, uh, you know, all these people who are experts, and if they can't figure it out, Sean's the guy to help them out. And so a lot of great tips today, especially about eating, about sleep, and really actually what I like best about this show is these aren't things that are going to change your life drastically in terms of how to implement them. But when you do implement them, you're gonna see major results. So these are like the 20% of the things you can do to get 80% of the result. So uh, yeah, let's just get right into the interview. Again, this is Sean Stevenson. Um, I mean, this stuff is so important because, you know, you can learn all the strategies, you can know the best marketing material in the world, you could have the best product, but if you're not on the top of your game as an entrepreneur, if you're just not mentally focused and and physically able to do what you want to do or what you need to do, uh, then it's kind of pointless, right? So let's get right into the interview. Again, this is Sean Stevenson from The Model Health Show or theseanstevensonmodel.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am so stoked to have my good friend Sean Stevenson from the Model Health Show on today's podcast. Sean, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Pat? How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. So glad. I'm just so happy to have you here. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Well, um, first of all, I kind of started off online, uh, not really knowing exactly what I was doing, and. Uh, just so happened my wife came across you and got some really great, interesting pointers because I had an offline business where I was a strength and conditioning coach and that transitioned into me having a clinic and um, being one of the foremost expert nutritionists in the country, I'm happy to say now. And um, awesome. really finding a way to transition that work with thousands of clients online so that I can reach more people and give them the valuable information and strategies that I was that I was learning and, and coming to with my with my clients one on one. So and it's quite a different world, you know, when you go online and you really have to understand structure and you have to understand how people are thinking, you know, when they're coming online and, and their particular uh their their particular mood and also, you know, what they're looking for, you know. So I really focused on packaging things up in a way that's highly uh, digestible and also in a way that's really, really engaging. So as you know, Pat, you know, um, I got some great tips from you starting my show, The Model Health Show. And it, fortunately, it's been featured as the number one health show in the world on iTunes uh, several times. And those that information, you know, and I want everybody to really walk away with this is that number one, absolutely, you must have great content, you know, and this is something that we really resonated with, Pat, is that that content has to be really drawn from a place of, of giving and really caring about the person that's listening on the other end and giving value, knowing that you're going to be able to help to uplift that person and to give them an edge. And so that's number one. That's a given. Good content, great content. Let me say that. Great content. Mm-hmm. Then the other part is the strategy. And it's the small things, very, very small things that you've got to put in place 
when you're doing business online. And for example, with the Model Health Show, um, you know, just making sure we have, we're, we're optimizing our headline. You know, we're optimizing um, our, our summaries. We're, we're optimizing each show of, uh, each title of each episode. You know, for example, small stuff like that we might not think about. You know, you might just want to start a show and then you're like, episode number one of awesomeness. You know, not understanding that a lot of people aren't going to be, you know, searching iTunes for awesomeness. You know, they are probably at a deeper level, but that's not what they know they're looking for. They might be looking for something in marketing or something in, in health or in, um, you know, in, 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 raising a, in raising a child or whatever the case may be. So I really got into the world of podcasting and very, very passionate about that. I love my show. It's one of the funnest things I do in my life today. And uh, we're reaching a lot of people all over the world. And uh, also my, my business online, uh, we created an online program, online product. And it's just a place where people are getting video training and they're, they're learning some of the more detailed stuff where I'm taking people into the classroom and showing them, you know, exactly how I would train a trainer. So I'm giving them information that they would be buying from someone else, you know, but buying over and over and over again. I'm just giving it to people. And um, that's at my, at my home site, the SeanStevensonModel.com. And there is where, you know, I've given a bunch of free articles, a bunch of free, uh, obviously the podcast is there. And just resources for people to to leverage and be, to become the best version of themselves. I'm really, really passionate, as people can probably hear. I'm passionate about people being inspired. I'm passionate about people having great information and applying things in their life to get the results. So that's really where I'm coming from and 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 a little bit about how I got started. And of course, we're going to talk more about this stuff. So yeah, there you have it, man. Yeah, thank you, Sean. And I have to tell everybody, you know, I don't listen to very many podcasts. I used to, and I, I found that the more I listened to uh, podcasts, the less actual time I had to work. So I had to really narrow down the number of shows that I listened to. And Sean, your show is one of the shows that I listen to. It's the Model Health Show on iTunes. You'll see in the show notes, and, and it's just it's changed my life. So so many amazing tips, so many amazing strategies that has helped me live a better lifestyle, be healthier, be happier, be more creative, be more focused, both in terms of personal life and business. And really, that's what what we're going to focus on a lot of today's show um, about the sort of thing the, the the small things we can do. And you know, I did, I, I was telling Sean earlier, you know, I don't want this to be like a P ninety X commercial. Or just some boring education about, you know, things you could do to be healthy, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, Sean has so much information and it's always presented in an entertaining and, and very valuable, memorable way. Uh, that's why I listen to his show. It's just it's just so incredible. You you have to listen to his show. Uh, but we're going to talk about these things that we could do as aspiring or existing entrepreneurs who can just you know we we, we want to be at the top of our game like what can we do to be at the yeah. top of our game so we'll, we'll talk about that um i just want to say that it's so cool to see your progress you know we've been talking via email for a while and just to see you grow the way you have and and it's just oh my gosh it's so inspiring like number one in health i didn't even know you got to number one so that's that's incredible news congratulations like how how has this changed your life as far as you know, doing one-on-one stuff and having a, a practice and, in, in, you know, offline to now yeah. doing stuff online? That's such a great question. You know, for me, it became a situation to where I had to make a decision about what I was most passionate about doing, you know, because as you know, you know, we've got somewhat of a limited time, you know, we've got, we've all got the same 24 and really putting a priority on things that we value. So I value just like you do my family. I value uh, devoting time with them and seeing my kids grow up 
and 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 really having a great time with them, taking my son to his baseball games, that kind of stuff. And then also, I live to help other people. I live to help people to really. I, I spent so much time in my practice helping individuals to reverse chronic conditions. You know, a lot of times a person would come see me when, you know, the their physician tells them that you know, there's there's nothing they can do about the situation. Uh, in some cases, you know, they've got a certain amount of time to live. So helping individuals to reverse diabetes, you've got over uh, 86% reversal of type 2 diabetes in my clinic, um, helping people with um, cancer treatments, natural treatments, uh, helping individuals to reverse heart disease and things of that nature, get off their statins and all that crazy stuff. Wasn't there you know, an episode for- where you helped somebody overcome cancer through all, you know, through what you teach and, you know, everybody else was saying that this person you know, had just a certain amount of time to live. Yeah. So <laughs> the funny thing, so with this situation, we don't use the word cure, you know, so we don't say the C word, but I put <laughs> up her, her scans, like her before and after of one month of doing our protocol. And you can actually see the breast tumor going from the size of, you know, maybe a, a small plum to the size of a bean in the course of a month. You know, and just understanding, you know, and a lot of people, they don't get the opportunity to know what, what cancer, what is it? What is it actually? What is at the core of this disease manifesting itself in the body? And so I teach people about what's going on with their, their DNA, you know, what's going on at a DNA level, what's going on with their genetics, what's contributing to, and what I teach is something called epigenetics. So epi is like epidermis. So it's above the dermis, it's the outermost portion. So epigenetics is above genetics, it's above genetic control. And many people don't realize that you have so much power at influencing what your genes are actually going to do. You've got thousands, tens of thousands of different genetic programs that can go down, you know? But if you're just unconsciously like eating honey buns and like, you know, staying up watching um, The Walking Dead all the time, you'll become The Walking Dead, you know? <laughs> it's just one of those three things that people don't realize. I've got so much power and potential to change what my genes are doing. And what a disease really is, Pat, and I'm glad you brought this up, a disease is a signal. A disease in a, is an alarm system built into our cellular matrix to give us information that we need to change. You know, it's not a death sentence. It's not that life is over. A lot of times life is beginning now because we're starting to pay better attention to our own health and our well-being and understanding that and from our perspective, Pat, when you do well, when you feel well, you do well. Mm. When you feel good, you perform at a higher level, you know, and I'm really about peak performance. So I've spent a lot of time in my practice talking about helping to reverse these chronic illnesses. And I'm very, very good at that. And at the same time, I got to a place where I don't want to focus on sickness anymore. I want to focus on being the best version of yourself. I want to focus on human potential. You know, how much better can, can we get? So I've got strategies for people. And this is why I started the podcast, a big reason. So I don't got to say the same thing, you know, a hundred times in a week. I can just say it one time and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people can listen to it. Mm. You know, so that was that. So let's get that base covered. Let's get you out of sickness. And now let's get into how can I be as strong, as healthy, as vibrant, as effective as possible as a human being. So to answer your question in a long roundabout way, you know, I've shifted my practice over to, I work with very few clients one-on-one now. The vast majority of my time is devoted to doing my show, um, doing my, uh, teaching people in my programs. So 
one of my programs is, is the fat loss code. So teaching people in there and also speaking, you know, so I go to different places. I just did a talk for, um, an event, a big event of, uh, the American Association of Women Dentists, for example, out there in San Diego. Um, I've got a, a event coming up at, with us bank, um, and just speaking to different corporations and organizations about how they can help their employees and management to perform at a higher level. So I, I, I've really transitioned and made a decision that, you know what, I love working with people one-on-one, but my most value and the thing I love the most is, is speaking on stage, doing my show, and and also, you know, writing and sharing information. So mm-hmm. um, there you have it, man. And you're able now to help more people <clears throat> with this decision you've made to sort of not walk away, exactly. but, you know, focus more time online. You're able to reach more people and teach more people and change more yes. lives. I mean, before I move on, Episode 22 of your show is the one about cancer. It's called Cancer Truth. And I highly recommend you listen to that. You, you know, it, it, that, that was, was huge. And also 51 is about that as well. Um, but 54, which is called Sleep Smarter, um, yeah. was a big eye-opening moment for me because a lot of people know out there that I, I don't actually sleep or I, I didn't sleep much. Um, you know, ever since architecture school, you know, just so used to getting five to six hours a day and I've been living that way for a while. And, you know, I do feel like it's helped as far as allowing me to spend more time, you know, ha- have more time to do things um, and, and just not be there in bed, sleep, sleeping, doing nothing. But, you know, let's talk about this really quick because I think this is huge. A lot of entrepreneurs, especially sacrifice sleep yeah. and, like I was doing. But, you know, ever since being a little bit more conscious and sleeping more and sleeping smarter, um, it's, it's, I felt the differences. So can we talk a little bit about sleep and, yes. you know, we'll start this whole talk about, you know, the, the, the small things we could do to really make big change in our effectiveness and mm-hmm. our business and just our lives in general. Um, so let, let's start with sleep. And actually you wrote a book called Sleep Smarter as well, which I think yeah. is really cool. You know, so, you know, for you, Sean, this is, this is, I'm so excited for you because <laughs> sleep is just one of the many things you talk about and you wrote a book yeah. and it's doing very well. It's, I read it and it's awesome. Um, you have so many other books that you could write. I'm so excited for what's ahead for, for you and your brand. Um, so first of all, that's just so awesome. But yeah, let's talk about sleep now. Awesome. Yeah. For first of all, man, I've got, I'm just so blown away. The, the book right now, it's been two months at number one on the bestsellers list on Amazon and in three different health categories. And it's because people are really waking up to the fact, well, as a little pun there. Nice, I like waking that. Waking up to the <laughs> fact that sleep does matter. And what I call sleep, I, I refer to it as a force multiplier. Sleep effectively makes everything else worse or everything else exponentially better, depending on where you lie in the spectrum of getting the quality sleep that you need. Now, one thing that I did that's pretty different from a lot of the cookie cutter information out there. Never at one point in my book do I say, you know, you need to get blank hours of sleep because it's not about that. It's really about optimizing the sleep that you are getting. And for individuals who are interested in performing at a high level, you know, first of all, everybody's not going to be like, like Pat Flynn and having like the vampire juice in your blood. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Where you can do the twilight thing and you probably got like diamond skin, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it twinkles like, you know, (laughs) a lot of people are not going to be able to do that. And, but, and also understanding that you can also get away with that for a certain amount of time. And what changes though, and everybody knows this experientially, like, why is it that when I was younger, I can eat all this stuff? Like I can eat like pizza and, and drink milkshakes and all this stuff. And I didn't gain any weight. 
But now if I even look at a donut, like my <laughs> butt won't stop jiggling, right? It's so what like what happened from then to now, what happened is your hormones changed, you know, and the stuff that we can quote get away with changes. And what you're doing when you're when you're ignoring this stuff when you're younger, you're actually accelerating your aging process. You know, I've got a lot of data and I've actually talked about that on my show of how it actually does cut away something called your telomeres, which are little casings, basically little, little um, protective mechanisms at the end of your DNA. Basically, it keeps your DNA from un- unraveling. And every time you're exposed to excessive stress, you're clipping away those telomeres and, and bringing about an accelerated aging process. So with that said, Let's talk a little bit about performance and why people might want to pay a little bit more attention to optimizing their sleep. And then we can talk about how to actually do it and to make it as painless as possible because I'm all about pleasure. So um, one of the things that was really fascinating that I talked about in Sleep Smarter is the fact that they took executives and they had them to to complete a task, all right? Then they made them sleep deprived, just 24 hours of sleep deprivation. Then they had them to do the task again. And this study was published in The Lancet. What they discovered was, was that the sleep, indiv- sleep deprived individuals took 14% longer now to complete the task. And they'd made 20% more errors. Okay. Mm. Same task, same person, sleep deprived brain. Okay. So oftentimes, especially when we're an entrepreneur and we're working on building our brand, building our business, we just want to work, 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 work. We grind away trying to get stuff done, not understanding that there's a difference between doing work and being effective. You know, if you were actually well-rested and, and healthy and vibrant and feeling good internally, like your brain is actually working, then you would be capable of making decisions faster. You would see uh, potential mistakes far ahead and you would complete your work much more efficiently and effectively. You know, so what it really boils down to is starting to understand we can structure our life if we become aware that we can structure our life, you know, so... Here's one of the other interesting things is that what they discovered was, again, just 24 hours of sleep deprivation pulled away or prevented about 14% of the glucose getting to your brain. Okay, so the brain food. But the 14% was mainly from your frontal cortex, your prefrontal cortex. This is the part of your brain that's responsible for decision-making, for distinguishing between right and wrong, for your, quote, willpower, you know, and oftentimes when we're sleep deprived or we're up really late is when, if everybody just looks back on their life, where we tend to make some poorer choices. Maybe it's with the food you go for, or maybe it's with the person you go for. You know what I'm saying? If you're out kicking it, it's like, why did I do that? Right, oh. right. So we make poor decisions when our brain is sleep deprived because literally our brain isn't getting fed. Okay. So understanding little things like that, we start to realize how valuable and what a leverage point sleep can actually be. So if you want to, Pat, we can get into some specific tips on how to improve sleep. Yeah, maybe the, and we'll, this will be a sort of theme throughout this whole episode, you know, the 20% that we could do to get 80% of the results for sleep. And absolutely, I do have a confession to make, and you're probably going to not like uh, this, but um, one time in college for my final studio project, my senior year, I stayed up for 72 hours straight. What? I stayed up for trying 72 to hours straight. Trying to get his record, man. Trying to. No, I, I'm sure it's <laughs> much higher than that. But, you know, I was drinking Red Bulls and Monsters, obviously very, very wow. poor decisions, and working with an X-Acto knife trying to build my models. So not the best thing. And I actually did, from time to time, you know, not 
you know, cut, I did cut myself a couple times, not like badly, but you know, I was just not focused, of course. Wow. And then the funny thing is after the project was done, you know, we, we presented to the jury and they they were good and fine or whatever. I went home to sleep and graduation was later that afternoon. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and get two hours of sleep and then wake up and go to graduation, this sort of school-wide graduation. And, and I woke up and it was an hour later. And I was like, okay, I'm, I was getting ready to go to graduation. And then I realized a whole 24 hours had passed. So it, I had missed graduation. I woke up around the same time what? the next day. Just to, just wow. to, that was like the most sleep I've ever gotten, just trying to catch up. And I remember for days just being completely out of it, like jet lag times 20. And uh, so, yeah, sleep is important. And, you know, I didn't learn from that lesson, I guess I could say. But let, let's talk about some of the things we could do that are, yeah. you know, easy that people can implement in their lives right now to get, you know, just feel better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you brought up something valuable that I wasn't going to mention this one, but a lot of times when we're trying to, uh, quote, have energy, we look to marketing ploys, you know, so we go for the energy drinks, right? Monster, you know, we go for the <laughs> pimp juice or whatever it is that people are drinking to get all of this. Really, it's going to be a tremendous amount of, of B vitamins, for example, and also caffeine, right? Mm -hmm. So to give us a charge and what that is, what caffeine is, is it's a nervous system stimulant. Okay, it's a nervous system stimulant. And your nervous system is linked with your endocrine system through a gland in your brain called the, uh, the hypothalamus. And this is basically, un I want people to understand when I say that, your endocrine system is responsible for your hormone function. So you're going to be aggressively kind of altering what your hormones are doing and releasing more stress hormones. Okay, It's inherent in consuming caffeine. It's not that it's bad. It's just the timing of it can be bad. And what happens over time is that we become, our receptor sites for the compounds in caffeine start to essentially become numb to the effects of caffeine. This is why people start off with like one, uh, one monster or, or one cup of coffee. And they're just like, this is the best day ever. You know, when they had that first one, then over time, it's like, I got to have two, I got to have three. I've had clients who drink like 11 to 13 cups of coffee a day. Wow. You know? And wondering why they've got the jitters, you know, like yeah. wondering why like, go to the my hand won't stop shaking. And then I'm looking like a genius when I get them off coffee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, really? You know, but <laughs> understanding that this is a very, very powerful nervous system stimulant. And our uh, ancestors have consumed this food, this, this, this medicinal compound. It's a, it's, a, it's a medicine, guys. It's not something to just take lightly and had more respect for it. Now it's just like, whatever. But here's what's going on and what I wanted to share with everybody is that uh, chapter four in, in Sleep Smarter, I, the, the chapter is called Have a, a Caffeine Curfew. And there was a study published in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine. And the study participants were given caffeine at three different times, immediately before bed, three hours before bed, and six hours before bed. And interesting enough, of course, you would be like, if you're going to drink caffeine right before bed, yeah, you're probably going to have some problems. But what they discovered was that Drinking coffee uh, or caffeine as much as six hours before bed caused actually, it's not just anecdotal, but they, they monitored this with sleep monitors, it caused extreme sleep troubles. Okay, so what individuals were unable to do, they went to sleep, but they weren't getting as much time in the non REM deep rejuvenative sleep. And this is because even six hours out, uh, caffeine has what's known as a six to eight hour half life. So basically, if you consume 200 milligrams of caffeine 
after eight hours, 100 milligrams is still active in your system, okay? And then eight hours after that, another half, so it would be 50. So this is why for some people, caffeine can radically disrupt their sleep. And then they wake up and because they're tired when they get up, they go for more caffeine, mm-hmm. right? And this creates this perpetual vicious circle. So what I recommend for people to do is to have a caffeine curfew and understanding like we want to leverage like caffeine is awesome. We want to take advantage of that, but we want to have some more respect and get that in and the earlier part of the day. So I recommend having a, a shutoff time with caffeine at 2 p.m. if you're trying to get to bed around 10 or 11. And even maybe even a little bit earlier if you, because everybody's metabolism for caffeine is different too. You know, so the eight hour half-life, it might be 10 for you. You know, so just have more respect and, and awareness of this and understand that the caffeine you're using to stay up is actually making it harder for you to get good sleep. Okay, mm. so let's have a caffeine curve. You put that in play and have your, your caffeine in the earlier part of the day. Um, now, let's get into the highest leverage point for radically improving your sleep quality. Now, this one personally, you know, so from my own anecdotal experience, and then of course I looked into the data and research on this, like why is it so effective? If anybody's had the experience of going to like a really nice hotel on vacation and they've got those blackout curtains, right? Mm -hmm. You close the curtains and it's just like, a cave in that room. And then you're just like, I get the best sleep when I'm on vacation. And that's what you're thinking. Like, it must be because I don't have stress. It must be because I'm by the ocean, whatever. Those things are helpful. But the reality is it's because you're sleeping in total darkness. So surprise, surprise, humans are a part of nature, right? And we've evolved sleeping in darkness, you know, because number one, if you were up late at night, like running around, uh, in the wild or, you know, you, you might get attacked by a rival tribe. You might get eaten, you know, like you've got to be careful. It's only been in the last hundred years that we've been able to manipulate light. And basically we can go home even after it's gotten dark outside, we can create an, a second daytime in our house. Mm-hmm. You know, we can light that place up like a theme park. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's such a gift, but at the same time, we don't really understand what it's been doing to our genetic expression. And so what I want to share with everybody is the fact that um, it's, it, uh, an eye mask is cool. That's cool. But your skin actually has photoreceptors that pick up light and translate information to your internal organs. So for example, like your hypothalamus, your pituitary gland, your adrenals to secrete more uh, stress hormones, more daytime hormones because your body is like picking up light. So... When we go to bed, instead of like worrying about, I need to get eight hours of sleep, when you do go to sleep, whatever, whenever that may be, get some blackout curtains for your room. Because what that's going to do, and it's clinically proven to induce deeper levels of sleep. So you get the, the REM sleep and the non-REM sleep. You spend more time in the deeper levels of sleep, which here's some of the benefits when you get that deep sleep. Number one, greater secretion of human growth hormone right? So when people hear human growth hormone, they might think about Jason Giambi or like Barry Bonds or something, (laughs) but it's human growth hormone. Your body produces it on its own, right? Your body will produce this. And HGH is known as the youth hormone. Kids have so much of that pumping through their body. Number one, they get more sleep, right? Mm -hmm. And number two, this is why kids are always like, they're so energetic and the parents are just kind of sitting there watching them. Get down, Billy, get (laughs) off. You know, it's just like the parents don't have that same energy. And to produce more of that in your body, to feel more vitality and youthfulness, you've got to leverage getting 
that high quality sleep, especially the, the early part of your sleep is very important, which we can talk about next. But I want to ra- wrap up this point of, so get those blackout curtains, get your room as dark as possible and get the electronics out of your room. Get the phone, all the stuff that can be kicking off electromagnetic frequency has been proven to cause disruption between the cells of your body. So we're literally talking about uh, cellular uh, disruption by having these EMFs by us all the time. And some people right now are hearing it's like, no, I'm not going to get the phone away from myself. <laughs> I, it's, my, it's my alarm clock. So we've been using our phone like a Swiss army knife, right? Yeah. When in reality, it's, it should be for certain purposes, but it should definitely not be by your head. I just saw you something yesterday. Um, I was at the gym and I saw a, a scene. There was no volume on TV. But apparently, like, this, this girl's, like, burned a hole through her pillow by sleeping with her cell phone under her pillow. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's not a lot of radiation, but it has been clinically proven to, for example, lower your sperm count if you're keeping it in your pocket. It's been proven to cause tumors to develop in the breasts. This is all factual stuff that people need to know more about. So put your cell phone in another room. I promise you that the world is not going to end. You know, like you can get the cell phone in the morning. And this is a higher level strategy, Pat. This isn't in the, in the 20%, but um, right. definitely. And, and here's another productivity tip tied in with that. When you have your cell phone right next to you, when you wake up in the morning, it's your alarm. All the executives, all of the entrepreneurs that I've quizzed about this, the ones that do that say that, yeah, they turn their alarm off. Then they start checking emails. Yeah. Then they start checking messages. And what you're doing, even though you have goals that you want to accomplish during that day, you've got an agenda for yourself, as soon as you open up that inbox and start checking messages, you're putting everyone else's priorities in front of yours. You know, So that's not the right way to wake up to feel empowered. Wake up, employ some of the strategies we're talking about today of um, getting yourself hydrated, uh, doing a little bit of, of exercise to, to, to start to get more anabolic hormones being produced, get some nutritious food in your body, set yourself up for a great day and get your inbox on your time. You know, So that's another little thing I want to slide in there. So tip number one, the biggest, well, this is actually tip two, but tip number two is to get your room blacked out. It can be so powerful and I promise you're going to get great sleep the first night you do that. Right. So number one, coffee curfew, which I think is a very, yes. very relevant thing to most of us listening to this. You know, I know I drink coffee now too and, you know, I think the curfew would do me very well. Um, and then blackout curtains, that's one that I actually did implement. You know, I don't have blackout curtains, but we do put the shades down all the way turn the TV off. I used to sleep with the TV on. Um, and you know, I do still sleep with the phone next to me, but you know, I'm going to probably not do that anymore. (laughs) So it's all about, you know, just picking up these strategies and learning, you know, as we go along, like, Hey, maybe this thing that I've been doing as a unconscious habit is causing me little problems, you know, and it's, it's taking away from my results. And again, oftentimes it's that small thing that you can change that can create a tremendous impact and benefit to your business, to your life, to your health. And so let's move on to the next tip. So um, obviously, yes, caffeine curfew, black your room out. You don't have to do like all these, right? I mean, you you should, (laughs) but you know, like you were saying, you could pick one and just see results from that. I mean, that's what sort of I've been doing with a lot of the stuff I've been implementing. It's like, you know, when you see people who are overweight and they drink a lot of soda, amongst other things, you just tell them to cut the soda. That's one thing, but it it creates huge, you know, it just creates this amazing effect on them. You just that one thing. So don't, don't be, don't think for those of you listening, like we're telling you to do 
every single one of these things, although you could benefit from doing that, um, you know, pick the ones that seem to make sense for you and just, you know, start to add more over time. Absolutely, Pat. And this is why, again, I really just compiled so many great strategies into the book. There's 21 tips, 21 strategies. And I don't do all of them all the time. You know, it's just one of those things where you pull from the things that fit best for you right now. And it's really, again, like what level do you want to play at? Do you want to play at a high level of performance? Then, yeah, you're going to want to employ more of these strategies. But if you just want to feel a little bit better, if you want to, you know, get a little bit of body fat off, you know, when it doesn't seem to budge, employing strategies like this can be so valuable. And that's what I want to talk about next is the fact that what they discovered was that, and this was a a study published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal, they had individuals in two groups. One group was the control group. They slept eight plus hours a night. The other group is the sleep deprivation group who slept less than six hours a night. They put them on the same nutrition, same exercise program. At the end of the study, they discovered that the sleep deprivation group lost far less weight and far less body fat than the control group. The only thing different was they were getting less sleep. And again, guys, this goes back to the fact that sleep is a force multiplier and your body really changes while you're sleeping. It doesn't change when you're hitting the gym. It doesn't change when you're consuming your, your healthy foods. It changes while you're sleeping. That's when all the beneficial hormones are getting produced. That's when your muscle repair mechanisms are taking place. That's when your brain is healing. You know, So um, the last tip that I'm going to share as far as sleep, then we can maybe talk about some other stuff. And sure. actually, I could tie it in is train hard but smart. Train hard but smart. The reason that it's so important to exercise as far as your sleep is concerned and this was, this was another study. This was published, uh, a published study from Appalachian State University. And they discovered that when they set individuals onto three different times of exercise, either 7 a.m., 1 p.m., or 7 p.m., what they discovered was that those individuals who exercised at 7 a.m. slept longer and they spent up to 75% more time in the deep rejuvenative stages of sleep. So that's what I've been saying all along. It's not about the hours. It's about getting that deep rejuvenative sleep. And if you exercise in the morning, you're going to be far more likely to sleep better at night. And that might seem like um, a little bit of a dichotomy or something that doesn't connect. But in reality, again, we're part of nature. And human beings, we secrete a natural um, dose of cortisol early in the morning for the purpose of doing activity. Now, with that said, everybody, I'm not saying that you've got to go and hit the gym first thing in the morning. If you're somebody who works out in the afternoon, that's your time. That's awesome. You can still employ that, but do something active in the morning. And what this does is it helps to set your circadian timing. Okay, it helps for your body to secrete more cortisol in the morning naturally so it can produce more melatonin at night. Okay, mm-hmm. very, very important and powerful. So what I recommend is getting up and doing some form of activity, activity in the morning. So this could be some yoga. This could be some body weight training. This could be the time that you hit the gym and do your workout. This could be a power walk. You know, this could be doing some rebounding on a mini trampoline. Um, there's so many different things to do, but it would be very advantageous to your sleep at night if you do some exercise of some sort in the morning. Yeah, actually, to go along with that, in terms of a morning routine, something I picked up in the book also is the importance of getting some sunlight in the morning yes. as well for that same exact reason. So every morning now, since reading your book, I've been going outside, especially when there's sun, and I just soak up the sun for five, 10 minutes I'm out yeah. there, you know, that's when I check my email or go on social media really quick, you know, before the kids are up or, you know, maybe if they're eating or something. And 
yeah, that's helped with my sleep like crazy. So powerful, personally. Man. Yeah, it's so powerful because again, it's just getting back to the reality that even though we're we're in our fancy fancy pants homes and offices, we're still still very much a part of of nature, and the sun is literally responsible for us being able to have life on this planet. And a lot of us are cut off from that, and we're spending all of our time indoors and not understanding that just getting a little bit of sunlight first thing in the morning can help to improve your uh, anabolic hormone secretion. And of course, the benefits that are coming out now about vitamin D uh, production and things of that nature. So we're sort of like walking plants, right? We go through photosynthesis. So that sunlight converts cholesterol in our system into vitamin D, which is a powerful bone builder, brain builder, uh, cancer, uh, anti-cancer compound, you know, and on and on and on. But you don't get that if you're not getting some sunlight. And also a lot of us tend to turn towards like, well, I just get a supplement. Well, you know, you're actually taking a hormone. So you got to be conscientious of that. It's not just like, oh, I can just go pop these like candy and it's no big deal. We don't really know yet. We haven't had any uh, really long-term studies about consuming vitamin D in that form. I'm not saying that it's bad because I, I use it, I recommend it. But the, the natural source, what we've been designed to have is through the sunlight. And I'm so glad you brought that up, Pat. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I didn't, I thought it was weird at first when my son was born and he had, he had jaundice and uh, they were like, oh, put him out in the sun. And I was like, what? Like, that's weird. Right. But it was yeah. like, wow, the sun is healing him. How crazy. Yeah. I know, right? I've seen the same thing in, in some prenatal care stuff that we've done, you know, kids with rickets, you know, it's just like, who has rickets now? You know, it's like, I thought that was like, you know, some um, World War One stuff, you know, but kids still go through that because they're not getting nourished. And also they're lacking that exposure to, to the sun, which is, again, it helps to really give us life. So, yeah. Crazy. So we talked about sleep and let, let's talk about a few more things to be our best selves. What are some things yeah. we could do in our lives? Absolutely. So obviously, um, well, maybe not so obviously is the fact that, you know, what we put into our body is probably the most powerful leverage point that we have conscious uh, control over, okay? So I want everybody to write this down. Write this down. Food is not just food. It's information. Food is not just food. It's information. Your body that you have right now is basically a printout. It's a receipt of the food that you've invested in, okay? Everything that you eat literally creates the way that the way that you look, the way that your genes are expressing, um, the way that your, 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 your skin, your hair are appearing. The human body is largely made out of water, which we know that we'll talk about in a second, but we're also largely made out of minerals, okay? And minerals are basically like the earth element. So minerals are essentially kind of like what people see when they see you or the lack thereof, okay? So it's so important to understand that we need to get more of these bioavailable nutrients into our body so we can express more beauty and vitality. And a big component of that is eating real natural foods because here's a, a really big takeaway is that, again, a lot of times we look for a pill to take, not understanding that those multivitamins, if anybody's taking like a multivitamin, like a Centrum, whatever, and then they, they go pee a little while later and their pee is like neon green, right? Mm -hmm. This is like Ninja Turtle color, right? <laughs> or the secret of the ooze color, right? It's crazy. And it's just because your body's not absorbing or it's a lot of that stuff is not bioavailable. Your DNA does not recognize that pill that's been made in a laboratory, okay? Mm, you're basically just peeing money. 
you're yes, you're peeing out your your cash, you know. So, and not saying that some of that stuff doesn't have some value, but we want to, if we're going to play at a high level and be the the best entrepreneur possible, the best business owner, the best um, parent, executive, the best parent. If we're going to do that stuff, then we've got to really pay attention to what we're putting into our mouth. So, what I do is I make this so simple. When you're working with me, we're focused on eating real food, okay? So we're eating real food. And here's the way to understand what that is. Number one, if it's from a drive-thru, chances are it's not real food. If it has a mascot, chances are it's not real food, all right? If you can't recognize where it came from, you know, if you can't recognize that this came from the earth at some point, chances are it's not real food. So to use the test, it's just like, if somebody comes to your house that's from an indigenous tribe, like an indigenous culture that hasn't seen the modern world, which today we know that there may be like a hundred tribes that still, they don't know that there are cell phones, which is just crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. So if they were to come into your kitchen, would they be able to recognize where your food came from? And so, for example, you take them over and they see the fruits and vegetables and they're like, yes, we have fruits and vegetables. I guess it's my indigenous voice, but <laughs> yes, we have fruits and vegetables. Um, and then they see the nuts and seeds. They're like, yes, we have nuts and seeds. And then they see the, the, the meat, you know, the animal protein. There's like, yes, we hunt animals. Then they see the Captain Crunch. Then they see the, the Wonder Bread. Then they see the, um, the, the so-called uh, 100 calorie snack pack cookies or whatever the case may be. There's no recollection of how that can actually come from the earth anymore. It's been denatured. It's no longer a real food. Okay, it's lost its essence. And what our paradigm has done, Pat, is that we take processed food like that, then we add elements back to it again. So they'll fortify it with vitamins and minerals, right? So we'll get like pasteurized, homogenized milk from a factory farm cow, and then we'll fortify it with vitamin D. Mm -hmm. You know, because what we've done is they've processed that milk so much that it no longer just... For, for example, the Max Planck Institute showed that when you heat a food, in particular we're talking about milk, over 118 degrees, you're destroying upwards of 50% of the protein that was in there. You're destroying upwards of 80, 70 to 80% of the minerals in there. And again, the minerals are the things that we need. We're denaturing our food. You know, and I'm not saying to eat a bunch of raw food. I'm not saying that. But we need to be aware of that and to get more real food into our body. So I hope that everybody really got a good glimpse of what that looks like. Like, can we actually recognize where the food came from when we buy it? So that is, that's probably the biggest takeaway as far as nutrition is to eat real food. And how do we make this, uh, how do we make this usable in our day-to-day? -day? Number one, real simple, start off with breakfast, all right? Breakfast, dominate your breakfast. Like, make breakfast the best thing ever. And then worry about the other meals later on. Because once you get that intelligence, remember food isn't just food, it's information, into your body, the funny thing happens that you start to crave better things, okay? The funny thing happens that you start to seek out higher quality foods. So let's start with breakfast. We can either do, you can be a blender chef or you can do the kind of old fashioned when they were actually much healthier than us. Let's start with the blender chef version. Okay. We can break out the Vitamix or the, the um, Blendtec or whatever you're into, the Ninja, whatever <laughs> fancy gadgets you've got. And we're going to load that thing up with so much nutrient-dense food that it's absurd. Okay, so that's this whole superfood conversation. 
And one of the things that I like to employ is, well, first of all, if you're making a green smoothie, focus more on the green, you know, so make it, people are making these shakes, but they're like loaded with like bananas and, and all these sweet fruits. And okay, that's okay. But if, for example, if fat loss is a goal of yours, you want to keep your insulin levels down in the morning because you're far more insulin sensitive. You're going to have a greater propensity to store more fat. All right. So that should be a reason right there in of itself. So let's, let's back away from the banana because the bananas are bred to be very, very sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Stay let's go with OJ. Oh my goodness. OJ Simpson. No, just stay away from that. Totally. Yeah. That's, it's just pure sugar. And especially if it's pasteurized, but if you want to fresh squeeze some orange, orange juice every now and then go for it. But it's not a great idea to do that in the morning because you're more insulin sensitive and that's going to, again, cause you to probably store more fat. So what we're going to throw in there, we're going to throw in some berries, right? We're going to do some blueberries in this particular example. We're going to put the, the, the kale, we're going to roll with some kale today and understand please that this is still going to taste awesome. Even if it's some weird like vegetables going in there. A lot of people now, executives and entrepreneurs are doing this stuff right now, but some people that aren't, here we go. So you got your you got your berries, you got your fruit base, you've got your your greens. Now we need our fats. The fats help to sustain you. It's slower release energy. Okay. It's kind of like putting a big log onto your metabolic fire versus putting a bunch of carbs in, which is like putting paper on your fire. It burns, yeah. you got like a lot of quick energy, but it fizzles out very quickly. And this is why people that eat a carbohydrate-based diet, which is what I was taught in my university is seven to 11 uh, servings of grains and and whole grains and basically carbohydrates and sugar-based products. This is why you're hungry all the time. You know, you got to eat like five meals a day. Yeah, the, so, the fat thing is is crazy because, you know, after reading, um, you know, Vinny Tortorich and, and uh, you know, I've had him on the podcast before, like fat, just because it's named fat, like we have this right. perception that we have oils and, you know, that it's going directly to our gut. But in reality, really, he, and he suggested that it should be renamed to energy. I totally agree with that. That's brilliant. Vinny's the man. I, I love Vinny. I was on his show too. He's an awesome guy. So yeah, we it's it's kind of like the concept of like, if I eat blueberries, I'm going to turn blue. You know, it's, it doesn't work like that. If you eat fat, it doesn't make you fat, right? What actually makes us fat is having what's known as carbohydrate spillover. I'm literally telling everybody right now what puts body fat on your frame. We have stored glycogen in our body. For example, we have muscle glycogen, right? But when your glycogen gets full in your muscles, for example, then it starts to fill up your liver glycogen, okay? And a lot of uh, like endurance athletes used to do this historically to have more energy for their, uh, for their event. But now we understand like people like Vinny, for example, he does endurance stuff. He doesn't do this. You know, he does, he has a different approach, but they would fill up their liver glycogen on purpose so they can use it for energy. But here's what happens, Pat, is that when you fill up your liver glycogen, that sugar cannot get put into your bloodstream again because it will kill you. So your body and its infinite intelligence will start to convert that excess glycogen into something called palmitic acid, okay? So what that is is a combination of like uh, very low-dense lipoprotein, um, cholesterol, and some amino acids. And that has a much larger likelihood. Number one, it's going to get stored as fat. You might as well forget about it. That's your, your liver's done. It's something called lipogenesis. It's created fat because you had so much carbohydrate, all right? Mm-hmm. And then this has a greater propensity to get uh, caught up in transport. So these are low-dense lipoproteins. So any kind of um, inflammation that you may have in your arteries, for example, these things can get caught up much easier and cause some kind of catastrophic event, you know, like a heart attack or a stroke. 
You know, a lot of people don't realize that. It's not because they were eating avocados. You know, it wasn't the guacamole. It was the six grain bread, right? And people are doing this every meal of every day and not understanding that this is the reason that they struggle so much with getting the body fat off, with having the health that they really deserve because we've been taught a lot of bad science. So um, It's not just about the the fat on your body. It's about the energy levels, the focus, the creativity. Like ever since I've been conscious about the fuel I put in my body, my business has exploded. It honestly has. My creativity, my focus, my energy levels, my ability to do more in in less amount of time, which is what we're all about on this show. Um, You know, it's just, it all starts with the food. Of course. Absolutely. So let's wrap up that drink. All right. So we've got the blueberries in there. We've got the kale. For the fats, we can roll with, hey, we could do avocado. We can actually put that in there and make it into like a, a yogurt type of uh, of consistency if we want. Or let's, for this drink, let's go with some almond butter. Let's go with some almond and cashew butter. And to make it taste nice, to give it some nice creamy thickness, and then we're going to get our fats that way. And then we're going to also get some, you know, vitamin E, some antioxidants and whatnot from the nuts. And then we're going to add in our protein. We've got to have the protein. And I'm a big fan of hemp protein. And hemp protein, the reason that I recommend it is that this is the highest source of an uh, amino acid structure, a protein called edestin. And edestin or edestin, however you want to to pronounce it, is probably the most bioavailable protein for the human body, all right? And it's very, very concentrated in hemp protein. And edestin is derived from a Greek word meaning edible, okay? So this is a very, very edible food that's been known about and and revered for a long time. It's just in our culture, we've kind of lost track of it. Mm -hmm. So, but you've got to get the good stuff. And I talk about, you know, my particular choices and what I use on my show. So people can definitely check that out there. But uh, in goes the protein. Um, Of course, the berries you put in there are frozen berries. So we can give it some some coolness. We have a nice, cool, uh, frosty drink. Maybe with that protein powder, for example, they have some stevia in there or some other sweeteners like lacuma or mesquite because we're not going to put like maple syrup in there or like some, <laughs> I don't know, CNH pure cane sugar or something. We're not going to do that. We're going to sweeten it naturally. So some stevia is a no glyce- non-glycemic to low glycemic type of sweetener. You can use that and uh, blend that bad boy up and there you go. So that's one. You can do the superfood smoothie or classic breakfast of, and this is for people that probably geared more towards reversing insulin resistance, um, reversing diabetes, or if they're focused on like possibly burning a little bit more body fat, we're going to go high fat. You're going to have some, a couple of free range eggs. Uh, You're going to have maybe some, you know, maybe another type of meat protein, maybe a little bacon, but mainly we want to have half our plate be non-starchy veggies. So maybe we sauteed that kale instead of putting it into the smoothie. And then we got to have our fats. So I'm a big fan of avocados in the morning or a handful of, of olives. Slice that up, put some kelp powder on top of that, which is a sea veggie, loaded with iodine to help your thyroid. And then you consume that for your breakfast. You're going to be straight for hours. Yeah, okay, yeah that's similar awesome. to the kind of breakfast I have. And um, it keeps me going for the whole day, for sure. I almost forget to have lunch sometimes, exactly. which is weird because you know typically I'm really hungry or before I would be really hungry. Now I'm like forgetting to eat. Because, and like you said, it's a signal that I'm getting the nutrition I need. Yes. Yes. A lot of people are, they're they're constantly hungry and wanting to consume food because of that metabolic signaling. And this boils down to these two hormones or um, 
these neurotransmitters, these communicators in our body called leptin and ghrelin. Leptin is the satiety hormone, okay? That makes us feel satiated. You had more leptin in your system after you had a good breakfast like that. This is why we can just kind of breeze through, focus on creating, focus on rocking it out in our business and, and doing well, you know? And we're not caught up like, I got to get my next meal. I'm dying here. It's not that reality anymore. Whereas ghrelin, that's known as the hunger hormone. I call it the ghrelin gremlin. So when that, when, that, <laughs> when that hormone is active in your body, it's like you're ravenous. Like I've got to eat something right now. And a lot of people condition themselves to actually produce more ghrelin unknowingly because they're eating all the time. So it's like one of those things that ghrelin begets ghrelin, you know? And mm-hmm. I want to point this out too in case anybody's like, well, Pat, it's, it's not good to skip a meal. Like I know you're not hungry, but here's what the, the latest research shows is that when individuals, so for example, he's so satiated at a cellular level, his metabolism is not going to slow down because he's not eating. You know, that's old bodybuilding rhetoric. You know, that if you don't, if you miss a meal of one of your seven meals, your metabolism is going to slow to a, a, a snail's crawl. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that. You know, your body, your metabolism is active all the time or you would not be alive. You know what I'm saying? So what we want to do is allow our body to go and to break down stored fatty acids and use that for fuel. But if you're constantly putting more food in, your body's going to use that first. It's like the accounting LIFO FIFO, you know, last in, first out. Your body's going to use that readily available nutrition rather than go break stuff down, yeah. you know. So this is why it's so important to really satiate yourself. And don't worry if you're not hungry, if you, if you don't want to eat lunch and you just kind of want to power through. It's all good. You're actually probably going to be burning a little bit more fat if you're not metabolically messed up, you know. Yeah. So I think it's a great strategy, Pat. This is this is such unbelievable information. I feel like I've been so fortunate to be sitting in at a university class about this without having to pay for it. Like this is so cool. <laughs> you know, we're reach we've reached the fifty minute mark already, Sean. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you for days, and I think everybody could listen to you for days. I think you can tell just how knowledgeable Sean is, how incredibly passionate he is about this topic. And just, you know, he's so easy to listen to. So I would definitely recommend checking out his show for all the best tips you can um, for improving your life and making yourself better to improve your business. But not only that, just improve your life and be more happy. I mean, ever since getting in tune with the Model Health Show, my life has changed. So Sean, we definitely have to have you back on in the future just thank you again so much for all this information and where should people go to find out more about you and uh, you know all everything else you have to share pat thank you so much you know how i feel about you man you're amazing and you're such a wonderful gift for all of us and um so for me people can check me out at my home online it's the seanstevensonmodel.com and that's s h a w n and then stevenson with the v so the seanstevensonmodel.com and also, of course, check out the Model Health Show over on iTunes. Got so much amazing content there on shows ranging from obviously fat loss, exercise to more uh, interesting things, topics like reversing diabetes. Uh, is the show that you mentioned earlier about natural cancer treatments, um, reversing depression, things like that. So we've got so many amazing resources for people. It's just it's out there for free for you to take advantage of. So please definitely connect with me there and. Yeah, Pat, I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate appreciate you too, John. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sean Stevenson from The Model Health Show. Find him on iTunes, or you can find him at the 
smartpassiveincome.com. Of course, all the links and resources mentioned in this particular episode can be found on the blog at smartpassiveincome.com slash session one, two, five. And I highly recommend his number one bestseller, Sleep Smarter. Also, it's just a fantastic book. I know in the past you might have heard how I only sleep for like five or six hours. Well, I'm working on changing that after reading Sean's book. So uh, definitely check that out. Also, he just came out with a brand new podcast episode, um, knowing that this episode was going to be posted on the day it was going to be posted for all of us out there. If you want to go and visit, it's the Model Health Show number 67, which you can find on his blog or on his podcast. It's five health and performance tips for entrepreneurs. And that is sort of an extension of the show that you just listened to. So definitely check that out. Sean, thank you so much for your time and your tips and just keep pumping out that great content. I am a devoted listener and I know we have some new listeners coming your way from this show as well so again thank you for your time guys i've i've really been enjoying this podcast and i will continue to do it in the future for you i know a lot of you have taken the information that i've shared here the interviews that we've done uh, with other experts and other people and and have actually taken action with it and i just love you for that i'm so thankful that i have an audience who uh, is actually not just learning but learning and putting things into place to make change in their lives and the lives of others too i mean we're all here to serve other people i hope um but I know a lot of you also need a little bit more help. Uh, I've been getting messages left and right from people who have been asking for more and and deeper information about certain things. So what I've done is that I've actually put together a number of courses, and there's more courses coming in the future thanks to your recommendations. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses, you'll see a list of the courses that are currently available there or that you can sign up for the wait list for. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Check it out. Thank you all so much for listening in. I appreciate you so much. The ratings, reviews, and also the subscribes all help with spreading word of the show and getting higher rankings in iTunes. So thank you all of you so much for your love and support. I am here for you, and another episode is going to be headed your way next week. Until then, keep killing it online. You rock, and I'll see you on the show notes at smartpassiveincome.com slash session125. Leave a comment if you wish. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.